Today on Reverse the Post-Op Regain, we are discussing the one trap that some people fall into years after weight loss surgery, and it can really compromise your results. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The one mistake that I see a lot of people making after weight loss surgery is having liquid meals. So liquid meals refers to meals that are of a very liquid nature, and these can be a problem because they leave the stomach faster. So to take a back step, part of the surgery itself is having a high pressure environment, particularly with a gastric sleeve. So a gastric sleeve, typically from my understanding, the pressure in the stomach is meant to be a one. But when 80% of the stomach is removed, 80% of the pressure isn't automatically reduced at the same time. It still needs to hold the same pressure of one in the stomach, regardless of whether it's 80% of its size, 50% of its size, or 100% of its size. So you're effectively doubling the pressure in the stomach, which works to your favor after a gastric sleeve as the food then leaves the pouch faster and it hits certain cells later down in the digestive tract, which make you fuller for longer. Now, this is part of the success of these bariatric surgeries is the contact of food with these cells quicker so that you feel fuller quicker and for longer. There is a downside to this though, and this downside is that liquid meals leave the stomach faster within less than an hour or two which then leads you to be hungrier sooner. If you've been struggling with weight regain, this is something to take notice of and pay attention to. So if you've been relying on a protein shake for breakfast, maybe some cheese and crackers for lunch, a soup or an OptiFast shake or another meal replacement shake for lunch, then having something really much a slider food for afternoon tea, whether that be some crackers with some dip, or it might be a packet of chips or some biscuits, or something that's really easy to go down like a yogurt. Then for dinner, you're having a proper solid dinner, but also by this stage, you are starving, like you are ravenously hungry. Then you might have an issue with the composition of your meals. See, the thing is, protein sits heavy in the stomach and so does vegetables, which then means it takes the stomach around about three maximum hours to process that food, as opposed to the liquid meals one to two hours. Can you see the difference there? What our goal is after weight loss surgery is to keep you full for longer. Obviously also get your nutrient needs in, which can be difficult with these sloppier slider food meals, but also keep you satiated. If you aren't satiated, particularly years after bariatric surgery, this is where we run into the problem of you experiencing weight regain. On this note, we should also discuss slider foods. Now, if you haven't heard of slider foods, these are foods that are typically high in carbohydrates and they are processed very quickly by the body. So think chocolate, lollies, biscuits, crackers, chips, popcorn, any of these types of high carbohydrate foods 
they basically get broken down into simple sugars or carbohydrates and simple sugars and then processed rapidly by the body. These are a problem because there's no fat or protein to keep you full. Therefore, you can eat a significant amount of these foods. This is also a problem in weight regain as these foods tend to be part of our snack foods. Not that chocolate should be a snack, but hey, you can eat a significant amount if you aren't careful. And then this leads to weight regain. This episode is here to highlight that the slider foods and the sloppier the meal is, or the more liquid the meal is, the less full you'll be afterwards. Hopefully you've had a think about some of the meals that you are regularly consuming and can see some areas to change. These are my strategies to help you minimize the slider and the sloppier meals after weight loss surgery. Number one, have a plan. Ideally have a plan to have two solid meals per day, meaning you could have a protein shake or a meal replacement product once a day for breakfast, let's say, if that's most convenient. But if you're having them three times a day or two times a day, this can be a problem. For lunch and dinner, preferably, if that works for you in terms of these solid meals, make sure you're having a half plate serve, a bread and butter plate size of decent lean protein, and then have the other half of that plate, vegetables or salad that can keep you full. And don't forget to add in a serve of complex carbohydrates. So meaning you might wanna add a small tin of four bean mix or a couple of tablespoons of brown rice, or have two to three whole grain crackers because these crackers have fiber in them. They're not going to slide through the pouch as quickly. Doing this will mean that the food process is slower from the stomach and you'll stay satiated between meals. So you're less likely to graze. As we know, grazing does increase the risk of weight regain. Another way to prevent you from having these sloppier meals is to be prepared. And I say this a lot, but making sure you know what your next meal is and making sure you're mindful of this will help you reduce the risk of you falling back into these more liquid meals. One of the other strategies I do employ is making sure that you ask yourself, are you actually hungry or are you bored? And consider the time difference of when you actually last ate. So if it had only been an hour, did you not have enough food at that meal? Did you not eat enough protein? Did you not have enough fiber? Was that meal liquid? All of these questions you can ask yourself to realize, hmm, maybe next time that wasn't the greatest choice for a meal. So you can plan accordingly for the next meal. And the last strategy is, are all of my snacks slider foods? So there's nothing wrong with crackers. There's nothing wrong with popcorn. The problem with them is, is that they pass through the stomach too quickly. So can you pair your cracker or your popcorn with a higher protein, higher fat snack? so that you can actually delay the absorption of those carbohydrates. So for example, making sure that you're picking whole grain crackers over the white crackers and cheese, for example, or put some cheese in avocado or some Vegemite with some cottage cheese on the crackers. You could add some vegetables with that. So you could have a side of vegetable salad or you could have some tomato with cottage cheese on the cracker. So hopefully you can hear that there is a bit more of a substantial meal going on there, mini meal essentially going on which will keep you full until the next meal. If you're having yogurt, yes, yogurt can be a bit of a slider food depending on the brand of yogurt you pick, but make sure it's a higher protein, lower carb yogurt. And you could pair that yogurt with some high protein granola. So you're having a quarter of a cup of granola, some yogurt and a couple of berries. And that would be a very substantial snack. So it wouldn't be an everyday morning tea because it's more of a meal, but even a half portion of yogurt with a tablespoon of granola plus some fruit would be substantial enough to get you through from morning tea to lunch. I'd also encourage you 
to consider having a hard-boiled egg with the popcorn, for example, or even just a slice of cheese or a handful of nuts. So what you're doing is you are intentionally adding in carbohydrates with the protein and the fat to slow down the absorption. Technically, what you are doing is hacking the body and making it work well for you. So you are improving your satiety, reducing your grazing, making it easier for you to get between meals without having something to snack on. And ultimately, this should help reduce the risk of weight regain over the long term. I do hope that this short but powerful episode really empowers you to make good food choices that will reduce the risk of weight regain and reduce the hunger that you may experience between meals. I know it can be quite debilitating to experience hunger, especially after having weight loss surgery. So feeling satiated between meals is obviously the goal whilst also managing your health and well-being. If you are looking for more one-on-one support, I do have some spots open for packages. If you are interested, contact me using the links below or shoot me an email. That's it for this week. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.